um, but on the OJ Dell and DMART Swag Podcast Network, we got one of our, our reoccurring guests here that's it's basically a co-host on the football side of things. We got Kenny Playmaker, a.k.a. David Levesque. How you doing, Kenny Dave? Playmaker, pick it. I'm doing well. Uh, nice to finally get this going. I know we've been going back and forth on everything draft-wise, so it's going to be nice and a nice, clear, and concise way to get everything out in podcast yeah. form. Yeah, get our thoughts down, you know, have everybody be able to go back. And like, where were you wrong? Where were you right? What, what's hot take-ish? What turned into be correct? You know, we'll, we'll, we'll cover everything. Um, you know, we plan on getting through our main teams, you know, Pittsburgh Steelers, Jacksonville Jaguars. For, for our friends out there, uh, Owen Delbianco, we got the Pats, Joe Tone and Ryan Kelly. Shout out the New York Giants. We want to get through those. And then we're going to have our both of our top three best draft classes and top three worst worst draft classes. Um, yeah, we just want to cover everything there. So, you know, without further ado, let's start with, with the big one. You know, let's let's start with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, I'll, I'll say my thoughts, Dave, and then you could hop on a little after just to get yeah. out of the way. So, um Main picks, um, I kind of like to think of the first like four or five rounds. I think that's what you would you would say, you know, because everything else, if you hit, great. But sixth and seventh and even fifth round, just you can't really project on stars or anything like that. So the big, you know, the headliners you had were Kenny Pickett, QB out of Pittsburgh, first round, George Pickens, wide receiver, second round, and then DeMarvin Leal, uh, D-lineman out of Texas A&M in the third round. And all right, for you, I'll give you Calvin Austin, the third wide receiver out of Memphis in the fourth. Um, so my favorite pick out of you guys, I'd probably say George Pickens, uh, just because the track record that you guys have with wide receivers and developing them, I think Pickens, you know, shout out to Ryan Kelly, but the dude was a number one wide receiver recruit out of high school, dominated as a true freshman. I know you love that shit, Dave, that age stuff. Yeah. And he has all the skills. He, he got an in, he got a torn ACL in the spring game this last year. So he missed basically all of his, I think his true junior season. Um, but yeah, besides think, like I, the back end of it. Yeah. Yeah, he came back, but you could tell he was still working his way back. He wasn't full. Not that he was ever like a 4-2 burner guy, but you could tell. But anyways, I, I got I faith that you guys turned him into something. So that was my favorite. Worst pick, I got Kenny Pickett just because I don't, you know, like we said with Mac Jones last year, I think there's a ceiling to Kenny Pickett that is not close to Herbert, Mahomes, Burrow, like all these studs in the AFC. So to keep up with that, you're going to have, I know, You'll, you'll get to it, but I know, you know, David Carr, uh, Derek Carr comps, Tony Romo comps, those work, but I think we're in a different area. So it, I don't hate the pick, but definitely not my favorite. Um, the last thing thing I'll remember from this draft is just you end up taking Pickett. Uh, Pickett. We we said from, you know, all offseason, you got Willis, you got Howell. There was everybody in between, but Pickett was never on the board because we're like, no way. It doesn't make sense. doesn't work. And what yeah, do you know? thought he was going to go to the Panthers, too. So it's like you kind of cross that guy out in your head as it was. But even then, I just didn't think uh, that's the other part of the memory I have yeah. is waiting till 20, just like the Pats did last year with Mac at 15. Yeah. It's, it's rare you see somebody wait to get their QB, and that's what you guys did. And so we're waiting, waiting, no Willis, no Willis. And I'm waiting for the card to be turning into Malik Willis, and there's nothing there. And I'm just like, what the? That that's what I'll remember. Yeah, that was fun. Like, honestly, class. every single pick, you're like, wait, can this team take a quarterback? Can this team? You start in your head thinking every team's going to be the team that could potentially mm-hmm. take a quarterback, and then a pick ended up falling to the season. That was truly their guy number one on the board, mm-hmm. and they actually did try to trade up 15 to the Texans to get him. So they had you know conviction in the pick. So that was their QB one on the board that they got. So yeah, makes sense. And in an organization like the Steelers, you know, they're not going to stray. Um, I just know yeah. that, you know, the highs and lows me and you had, again, it got to 20 Steelers on the clock. We're like, yeah. Oh my God, you got your quarterback. You got Willis. You got him. You got him all excited. And then it's Kenny Pickett. And it's like, rah, rah, rah. you know, you got the position, but not the guy. So, so I'll go over my uh, favorite picks and then some key takeaways, and I'll kind of bounce some questions uh, off to Devin and s- some mm-hmm. thoughts to see what he thinks. So I think George Pickens, that's the slam dunk best pick of the draft. I mean, that might be the best value overall in the draft. And when you watch the guy, he just truly looks like a mm-hmm. true, like, number one wide receiver in the NFL with his size, smoothness, the way he catches the football. It's just I probably haven't been excited for this might be my favorite second round pick the Steelers have ever drafted since me really mm-hmm. following that. It just seems kind of like a, a slam dunk pick. And, you know, people given that character concerns and all that. I mean, the guy came back seven months 
from an ACL to play in the Georgia playoffs and national title game when he was a clear day one or, you know, day one, day two pick. So I think that kind of shows something about someone's character to come back seven months after an ACL surgery and play in, in the national title game. Um, my worst pick, I, I, I'm, I'm not going to go with Kenny Playmaker Pickett because you got to just talk yourself into him. And yeah, I think you overall, you, he, uh, you know, he has the hopefully the weapons to see. They just, I guess I'll go their last two picks. I know they're sixth and seventh round picks, but like Mark mm-hmm. Robinson is like some converted linebacker and they draft another quarterback um, who's probably not ideally going to like make the team or whatever. Yeah. But those are just dart throws that you maybe you'd like to see yeah. at like a, a different positional group. Yeah, yeah, you know, go maybe a corner who has size, length, speed. Yeah, the only the reason they drafted him to give insight is because Dwayne Haskins died. They wanted four quarterbacks in camp, and the dude and they, died. They so him. they, yeah, so they, they get him either way. So they needed another guy, and that's someone that they they brought in. Makes sense. Now, I'm, now let's talk about this young and ascending uh, future offense. So let me read off uh, the potential players. This is the young and ascending money team 2.0. If you guys remember back when we had. A.B. Brown and Emmanuel Sanders. They were called the Money Crew. This is the Money Team 2.0. So you got Kenny Pickett, 23. Najee, 24. Deontay, 25. Calvin Austin, 23. Claypool, 23. Pickens, 21. And Pat Fryer moves, 23. And just to be clear, those are the ages of these people. Ages. This isn't the draft selection. This isn't the This is is how young these guys are. This is how young these guys are. So, I mean... We'll see what Pickett can be, but, I mean, I think the Steelers are known as one of those teams. He's going to have all the weapons and tools to really succeed in this yeah. offense. So yeah. we'll see what his ceiling could be, and I think, you know, he just kind of got to be like a point guard out there. Just get the ball out to these guys and let them, let them handle the magic for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just to kind of wrap up the offense, it's just, just going to come down to how average the O-line can be. Yeah. So I yeah. think the alliance might be a year or two away, but they did add some players in the draft and still have or um, in free agency. James Daniels like a top fifteen guard in the NFL, they say. So that'll help, but we'll see kind of how average that the O line group can be. So you got any thoughts on We're, that? Yeah, I mean, did you did you wish that they here's again, here's your sixth, seventh round pick. Do you guys do you wish you had some type of lineman, um, guard? Tackle something. Yeah, I think something instead more, of Robinson the quarterback, yeah. I would have wished yeah, exactly. they drafted like an offensive line there. But they signed three guys in free agency, and they felt somewhat comfortable. But I still think overall, like the offensive line is another year or two yeah. way of adding talent pieces. But mm-hmm. I mean, you got you got four wide receivers that have probably relatively. One thing that I like is like the offense has a lot of diverse diverse yeah. skill sets. So Muth yep. is going to kind of fill that juju role on like third down, like. Sure, like catch big guy, big yeah, guy, and like, like the sign. Like, yeah, yeah, and I think he's the guy that you're gonna be like, how is he catching these balls or getting open? But he just has a knack to, mm-hmm. to get open in the middle field and, and move the ball down the field. So I'm really excited about um, this offense. Gotcha. Um, and let me just go over some more draft picks here. The Leal guy that they drafted in the third, I think that was yeah, a decent DeMarco guy. Man. I think some people maybe overhyped it a little bit. I mean, I think well, he's. I know Russ, uh, Ryan Rossillo, he, you know, yeah. what, this is one of his guys earlier on in the draft process because he would watch him. He said top 15 pick, you know, not that yeah. Ryan Rossillo is a scout, but I, I know reading the, you know, the way too early mocks, the 2022 way too early mocks. Yeah. I saw this guy in first round boards all over the map, even late, you know, into the actual college football season. So with that, that tells me that there's talent there. That tells me that there's something that you guys can use. And and again, a third round, that's not bad. You know, yeah, I think character, whatever you, you do it. In yeah, I think he'll be like more red shirt, but he'll play on like pasturing now. So he's got to put on a little yeah. more weight. So, I mean, Cam Hayward didn't play his first two seasons. So it's probably a good dart throw in the third round overall. But I don't think he's going to have as much as of an impact as maybe some people think. No, absolutely. Um, <laughs> but again, you take it in the third. So, yeah. And I think I just want to wrap it up a little bit with uh, Connor Hayward. Talk mm-hmm. a little bit about kind of he had 93 catches in college and over like 900 rushing yards. So mm-hmm. I think it's going to be exciting to see if if this guy could really carve out, you know, a unique role for himself in the NFL. So I'm just kind of excited to see how that battle goes with the two Watts at fullback and just kind of looking yeah, forward to that. I think, think he could just I mean, be another little piece in the offense for you. Yeah. And you guys love 
family bloodlines, you know, yeah. NFL ties as, a, as an yeah. organization. Like, like you said, you already have two Watts on the team. You have other, um, you've had other siblings in the past. You, you know, you have Cam Hayward already there. So, but to your point, if you think that, you know, he could be used in more than just a straight up fullback and it doesn't come down to Watt or Hayward, you know, both can yeah. coexist because they have, yeah. you know, whether it's special teams contributions or whatever it may be. Yeah. Um, you can't hit the pick, you know, he's yeah, going to yeah. be in a good spot. And it, again, it's a sixth round. I think, you know, exactly. we'll, we'll talk about this. I think anything past maybe a buck 50, that's, it's yeah. a crapshoot. You know, if you yeah. get anything out of pick, you know, fifth, fifth round and beyond mid fourth, depending on the year and all that stuff. But once you're talking about pick 150 and on any hits are great in whatever form, special teams, spot starts, whatever. So, but so and, let's say what, so go ahead. Do you, you want to segue? What do you want to segue to? No, I was going to say, let's give our grades because I know I didn't okay. get my chance to give my grades. So yeah, well, overall, what do you, uh, I'll, I'll do it. I, so I, I give it a B. I think I did yeah. it. Again, I like the players. I like, like we said, those first four picks were studs. I get the Hayward fit in the sixth round. It's just that, that quarterback. Is this Malik Willis? Yeah. Honestly, a I'd probably give it an A minus. Because I yeah. think, like I said, I think you're going to get like three, three starters out of this. Great. You know, you, you have young weapons and wide receivers and all that. I just... I see it. I can see the path. I see why the, the Steelers did it, but I just, I don't love that, you know, the lack of upside because we've, we've seen it with Baker Mayfield. We've seen it with other teams that built around a limited quarterback, but great everywhere else. At some point you're going to get outgunned. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, what, I think there, you... there, yeah, I'll, I'll give it a B plus. I just think mm-hmm. it's obviously going to come down to pick it, but I think this might be the best dra- draft class since 2017. I think you got some real, you got some bust potential, but I think you got players that are going to be some really good starters for you going forward. Absolutely. And I'm going to bet with them. You bet that Pickett's, you know, he had his best season last year and he's going to keep continue to progress as a, you know, smart pocket passer with plus athleticism who can move outside the pocket. Doesn't look to run, but uses that to throw the ball down the field. And I think Calvin sense. Austin last sneaky little pick. I think that guy is going to be something fun to yeah, watch. Yeah, you're going to find something. To, yeah. I, I think and, we, and, and, go ahead. Yeah. No, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I just one one thing. You know, we're big athletic guys over here. Love shout out Robert Maysbod, um, yeah. Dane Brugler. But so he had it. He has a list that after the draft. You know, his favorite draft um, classes in order. Not he doesn't give grades. Just you know, one through thirty-two. And he had the Steelers at twenty-second. And to be honest, I was surprised when I saw that because yeah, yes, you too. didn't you didn't nail it. I would say you know. I that's I still think that's what top ten draft class fifteen twelve like I think it doesn't make sense Pickett was his number good. one quarterback he loved yeah he loved Pickens and then they like the value in round three with yeah uh, you got good picks in three I don't know I think sometimes it's tough to look at those like yeah I reactions like context, but that's, yeah, but that's yeah. why we're doing it because I wanted yeah. to say you know I, I maybe I could see it but I I, I disagree but again that's why everybody yeah so we'll see what happens we'll see so you know another confusing draft um draft ranking we, we i gotta, should say we gotta wrap it up with the, the great kevin colbert he's retiring oh, we got we gotta we gotta yeah. give him a last minute shout out yep and i Good saw shout out to my sealers depot i saw a little tidbit you just have to respect the man in his process so the first round draft pick they tomlin and colbert were at the pro day which is every first round pick since 2009 the mm-hmm. second round pick they had uh, positional coaches there. So the uh, wide receiver coach for the Steelers worked out uh, George Pickens and the D line coach worked out DeMarvin Leal. And then the last two late round picks they had in for pre-draft visits. So he constantly f- believes in his process and his model and stays consistent with building a team. And I think that kind of has to show with the type of results the Steelers have had and yeah, whoever fills his role is going to have a big shoot. Yeah, it's so. gonna be this, that, but I, you, that's the organizational structure right there. It's going to work. Yeah. You know, we, whoever you hire, whether it's two GMs, one, I'm sure you're going to keep it rolling. You know, that's just yeah. what you guys do. You're we'll never going to bottom out. You know, you may not reach but, uh, the pinnacle as uh, often, but, you know, speaking of shitty or speaking of organizations, let's go to a shitty one, I should oh, say. Here we go. Let's Jacksonville go. Jaguars. Um, so we have the number one overall pick. Again, I'm going to say we because – I was the Jags fan here and uh, went with Trayvon Walker, the D lineman out of Georgia, the freak athlete, questionable pr- production, 
questionable projection into the NFL. You know, he hasn't shown pass rush skills. He was taking number one overall, but they they went there. That was Balky's guy. Um, Devin Lloyd traded up back into the first round to pick 27 overall to get the linebacker out of um, Utah. Uh, then we came back again in the third round. We had two top uh, six picks in the third round. Got Luke Fortner, a guard, but he's going to play center for us out of Kentucky. And then we got another linebacker, inside linebacker, uh, Chad Muma, another athlete out of Wyoming. Um, we added it with a couple depth pieces at cornerback. We took a running back while, you know, while we have James Robinson and Etienne both coming off an injury. But I don't I don't really foresee that being a huge, you know, huge player and whatnot. And, and nice name, Snoop Connor. That's kind of he lit. does. He does have a nice name. He had a decent jersey. I think it was like 24. It was pretty cool. But yeah. um, unfortunately, Justin, Justin Ross is not on that list. Same thing with any, you know, undrafted free agent. We didn't get him. The Chiefs sniped him again. I thought that was good. I thought that was going to be a no brainer. I thought Belkey doesn't care about injury reports. Um, he has the pedigree. He has the talent. He has Trevor, you know, Trevor Lawrence, like and you, you will get to it later, but the Hollywood Brown trade, there's a big thing in the NFL now where college teammates are joining up in the pros. And I just figured it would be a low risk, you know, say he never played, he's never good. Well, that's fine. You use the six, seven, the round pickup. So that, that one kind of stunned. But um, so my favorite pick was not the Walker pick. Um, I've, I've talked myself into it, you know, recently. I, I'm not hyped. I, I still would have liked Hutchinson. I still would have liked that floor or a tackle or anything that, but Whatever. There's enough people that I respect that like him. And maybe and even if he doesn't reach a, uh, you know, a dominant level like any of the DNs, you see Bosey Young or said, if you had a clowny, yeah, that's not what you want, that he's an elite run defender as a, as a DN and this athlete. But I'll take it. Um, my worst pick. My, I had Chad Muma and, and I like the player. I like the athlete. I, there's nothing wrong with that. I think if we had if if you. If we had just Lloyd and Muma and we're saying, okay, here's our two starting inside linebackers, like, let's go, I'd be hyped. I'd be okay with that. The problem is we just paid $15 million to an inside linebacker from the Atlanta Falcons in the offseason. So now you have three relative premium, you know, draft capital cap space tied up to this this position that is not as valuable. So I, I hated the fit, but I but I don't mind the player. That's the saving grace. Um, but what I'll remember from this draft it's it's just bulky butchering free agency between Christian Kirk, all the fucking Zay Jones, all these things he went out and signed. He's franchise or he signed an extension, three year extension to Cam Robinson when the dude's probably below average tackle, but just bulky fucking messing up everything. And even in the draft process, I like his players, but I don't like the you know the the, the team build. Um, but again, that's the only saving grace is I actually like the players he selects. I lo- I actually really like Lloyd. I think I don't think he could be a Parsons pass rusher, but I I think he could be one of these Fred Warner's elite uh, linebackers. So I can't hate the players, just hate the team build. What are you, what are your thoughts on the draft? Uh, um, I just think the Jags still are all over the place. Like just looking at the draft class, like Trayvon Walker is like a young traitsy pass rusher, mm-hmm. and you draft an inside linebacker that's like a 24 year old older experienced linebacker. And then you go like Luke Fortner, who's like an average-ish proven college player. Muma is more like a traitsy type of linebacker. So I feel like they still don't really have like an ideal culture fit or like strategy on like what type of players they're going for. I think they're trying to do like best player available. But again, you're not the Ravens in having drafting three inside linebackers to me. Between After the free agency, someone, yeah. yeah, between free agency and, and getting Lloyd and Muma does not really make sense. Agreed. I think, I think you know, the Ravens constantly have built a great roster. They have probably the ability to go best player available. But I think what the Jags need to do is get the best player available at a position of need. Like, that's if Chad Muma is not there, why the not scoop, like, scoop up a wide receiver at that spot or an offensive player, like there is just kind of a puzzling draft. I do think Trayvon Walker is a good football player. He will be a good football player. So I probably have him as my favorite pick and Chad Moon mm-hmm. was my least favorite pick. And I kind of struggle on the grade with the Jags. But I'll probably give it, you know, a B minus um, overall. Cause I do think Walker and Lloyd will be impact players on day one. I just yes. question the reasoning on why they took both those players Makes and sense. how they thought, I, went through the process. I understand. Like I said, the one thing I, I talked myself into Lloyd, I think he will fill the stats. I get it. Like he's an older guy, but 
I don't view him as that. I don't view him as, oh, he's beating up on a bunch of, you know, 18-year-olds as a 24-year-old college senior. I think he might be special. So that one I really do like. Um, I'm okay with that one. The other ones, yeah, like I said, kind of talk myself into. Uh, But to your point, what I think they're doing as a team build, well, it's obvious one, they don't have a fucking idea. Which is terrible. They paid millions. What it seems like. Figure it out. So there's two ways, you know, there's the young analytic stuff or all the, all the, you know, football, Twitter, all that shit that, that I'd probably uh, align with more often than the old school, you know, philosophy, the idea of let's get the best offense around him. Let's get offensive line weapons, kind of like what you see with the, um, the Bengals, you know, you, you invest heavily on the offense while you got the quarterbacks and, and then, and then on the defensive side, you patch holes. I want, cause offense is consistent year in year out more you know more sticky there's the chances if you're a top five offense one year there's a better chance you're a top 10 five offense next year than something like defense um, but he didn't do that to me he looks and we'll talk about it later seems similar to the arizona cardinals you see a hole you fill it you don't that's all you do oh we need a linebacker let's go to the top of the line free agency oh you need a wide receiver let's get overpaid Christian Kirk. Let's get Say Jones. Let's throw bodies. Let's throw stuff at it. We have a hundred percent in cap. We have a, like a hundred million in cap. Fuck it. We'll hand out contracts that nobody deserves. It's just disjointed. But the goal is to now, instead of being the 32nd offense, 32nd defense, instead of in trying to be the 10, like the fifth best offense on the 32nd defense, which I would like, he's trying to be the 16th best offense, 16th best defense. And this works like we saw with the Patriots last year. You can get better. You are going to raise your floor, but there is a ceiling you're going to hit when you don't have the upside, when you don't have a cohesive team build. And that's what we're going to end up with. We're going to have six, seven wins, but you're never going to develop anything that can keep going. You're not going to get the Chiefs level. You're not going to get to the Bengals level. You're not going to get to any of these organizations that you think can actually sustain a run, the Bills all yeah. you're doing is hoping to be relevant relevant for this year. You'll worry about next year later. There's nothing, there's no concept to it. And the scary thing is, if we got the first pick again, well, fuck it. There's a quarterback, so we could trade it away. I still have faith in Trevor. And two, maybe that'll be enough to get Bulky to leave. But the problem is, you're already going to ruin Trevor if you're on year three and you got new GM, new coach, all this shit. So The thing that stands out to me is, they don't know how to like negotiate and bargain for contracts. Like no, how he, is Christian Kerr mm-hmm. getting 18 million a year from you? A linebacker's getting like 15 million a year. You're paying top tackles, market for 10. a guard. Like they need to, like someone mm-hmm. needs to vet the way that they're negotiating mm-hmm. these contracts and have a grip with what the market outside Absolutely. of the Jags value these players. Absolutely. Like that just seems terrible. And the NFL is moving toward like a sub patch sub package league. So in what world are all three of those linebackers going to be on the field together? So it's just, and, it's and just a puzzling thing. move. Like they're, they don't, they're just all over the place. And but it's this like is what a bad, so bad that you can't even really figure out what they're doing. But like Jack went for 8 million a year. Or Juju went for 3 million a year. Why not pay Juju three, 4 million a year trade for Mari Cooper, then sign Christian Kirk for 18 but that's a million. good but that's a solid organization we don't have that that's not that's how I know, bad organization yeah. say bad and and when you get here and you try to talk Dave that pisses me off and it gets me revved up and fired up because you just like Owen you know when you when you guys are in a good franchise you're like oh it's so easy but that's the thing it's not it's not because why did the Knicks not win for fucking decades why did all these teams if you have a bad owner and Shad Khan he's he tries. He cares. He he's he wants it. He wants it bad. You could tell. He'll spend money. He has no problem with that. But nobody – you couldn't find somebody to just be like, hey, Urban Meyer's not going to work. Like, it's obvious. Like, he doesn't have anybody to help. So that's yeah. the thing. But to your point, I agree. If we were going off a of GM's based off free agency, they are 32nd. Bulky yeah. is the worst free agency GM in the league. Drafting, so I think they get excited. He's like and, 15. He's like 15, yeah. 20th. And again, he's not good. I want him gone. I, I hate him. But in drafting, it's not an abject failure like a team we're going to get to shortly. You know, it's not that bad. But you can't do one or the other. You can't build a contending team if you fucking if you blow up your free agency because you don't know how to you know uh, allocate out cap space properly. And then hope to make it up by drafting well. Like it, that, that it works hand in hand. You know, you, you can't do one without the other. So, right, enough enough wasted gas on these guys. My final grade, just like yours, mine was a round of B. 
Um, like I like I referenced. I just earlier. think that the the day. I mean, round one and the the day one stars will be impact guys. I mean, granted, yeah. it was the first overall pick, but they got yeah. good players, and that's what you need in the NFL. Yeah, exactly. I, I don't I don't hate the draft. I, I don't hate yeah. it. I'm not super high. Dane, Dane Brugler again has him sixth. I don't I don't see it. I know he was a big Walker guy, and he loves Lloyd. He had Lloyd's the top ten. He's player. puffing his chest up because he had him going one like three months ago. So that's well, no. Before why. the combine, homeboy, he had he had him as like his number six overall prospect. This is back when you couldn't even get him in like the forties. Like he was he was out on a limb before anybody. So of course that's he what loves I'm saying. More. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. But I I'd give this grade B much closer to the middle of the pack. So we'll know, see how it goes. Crazy. All right. Um, even though our boy Ryan is being a little chooch right now, we're still gonna we're still gonna break down this for him, for Joe Tone, for all of our New York listeners out there. We got the New York Football Giants. Um, they were pretty busy. They were busy. They had a lot of picks, but you knew this was a big year. You have the new GM coming in, new coach Brian Dayball, Joe Joe Shine, Joe Sheen, however you want to pronounce it. Joe Showen, uh, isn't it? Joe Schoen coming in from Buffalo. So they have the two picks in the first round. They ends up going um, KV on Thibodeau out of the edge out of Oregon. Um, Evan Neal, the tackle out of Alabama, first and seventh pick respectively. Now day two, this is where the, the fun starts. Um, Wondell Robinson, wide receiver out of Kentucky. Joe, uh, Joshua Izudu, uh, guard tackle out of North Carolina. And then, they, so they have a bunch more, but they had two, two third round picks, two fourths, two three fifths, a sixth. Um, they, they I think a that lot of... tight end was supposed to be someone to know. So we'll just mention it. Daniel, oh, yeah. they... Daniel Bellinger is supposed to be pretty good value blocking receiving tight end. Yeah. Pick one and two. I actually compared their RIS scores. They were about him and Travis Kelsey are about the same. So that's something cool to know. But... Yeah, there you go. Um, so my favorite yeah. pick, my favorite pick was probably Neil. Uh, there was a good chunk of this offseason that I wanted Neil number one overall. I was okay with this. I liked it. You know, he's a freak athlete, pedigree, all of that stuff. I, I feel like he's a safe player. I feel like he's safer than any of the other tackles in this class. It just feels like an organization. You know what you're getting from him. And to get him at seven, that was a steal. That was a steal. And uh, I'm I'm not the biggest Thibodeau guy. I just I I watched a couple games and and I just he disappeared. And I don't want if I have somebody that dominant, I don't want to be like you know, where, where did you go? So I didn't love that pick, but, um, yeah, Evan Neal was definitely favorite worst pick to me, Wondell Robinson wide receiver out of Kentucky. I didn't get it. I had such hope. I was all in on the giants before, you know, early in this off season. Cause I'm a bill, uh, Brian Dayball truther, love the bills organization. And I was so, so excited for them after day one and to come out with a top 50 pick and take the, like a speedster. That's basically a Kadarius Tony, um, Cologne or not even Cologne, a, a worse version of Kadarius Tony, just because you lit you missed last year with a different regime. I didn't like that pick. I didn't get it. I thought it was thought it was terrible. Like you said, they redeemed themselves with a couple later picks, but nah. Um, and that's what I'll remember from this class. I remember coming out of day one going, the New York Giants might be the first or second best well-run NFC organization in the in the near future. That's how much faith I had because they nailed day one, nailed it. And then to come out with that first wide receiver pick and get when there were so many different wide receivers on the board, picking Sky Moore, all these teams, <coughs> excuse me, and to come out and do this wide receiver, you know, I think there's going to be up and downs. I still think they're well run. I still think they're going to make progress, you know, but that's what I'll remember. I'll, I'll remember thinking they were here and then having a pause after day two. So uh, I'll go my favorite picks of the draft. I, Darian Beavers. Uh, linebacker from Cincinnati for the New York Giants. I think this is going to be a day one starter in round six. So it's my favorite pick. The guy's big, he's fast, he's physical. Mm-hmm. And I think he's going to, the, the G-men typically do not like to spend high and inside linebackers. And I think they got a guy that's a, you know, day two player at the end, at the end of round six. So I'm really loving that, that fit for the Giants. So I think they, they got a slam dunk player in that. My least favorite pick is with Dev, the Wandell Robinson pick. I don't understand getting a 5'8", 178-pound, yep. say, slot, gadgety guy that doesn't have track speed. He's not. Mackenzie Alexander. Yeah, or not even, that's sorry, the cornerback. Isaiah, Isaiah, Isaiah McKenzie. McKen- yeah, yeah that, I mean, that's it, maybe gotta, what they're looking for. But he, why not, why not get, you know, why not get, say, even Pickens. Calvin Austin? He's, he's faster. Or what I, what I was thinking is, after next season, you're going to be cutting Kenny Galladay. So why not slot in Pickens as your true X wide receiver for the New York Giants? 
So I, I had a little problem with that. But one thing that really stands out to me that I love, granted it was pick five and seven, the Giants have two bookends on the offensive and defensive side of the ball. So you have your left tackle and Andrew Thomas, right tackle and Evan, Evan Neal. And then you got Aziz Ojolari on the end and Kayvon Thibodeau as the other guy. So I'm a big proponent of having two, four elite guys at those positional groups in the NFL um, landscape. And like Owen would say, you could have both these guys screaming off the edge like Chris Long, baby. Absolutely. Um, uh, so you got any other points on the Giants? I mean... Like I said, uh, I think they, I think they set up, bad. they're set up for next season and they have a lot of cap space. So see what happens. I just really do not understand that Wandale pick and yeah, that's why that's not get someone that could, cause you're going to cut Gallaudet after next season. I guarantee it. Why not get someone that could kind of take his yeah. place? Yeah, um, exactly. but I think they got, they got some key elite talent players at top that level position. positions. Yeah. yeah. Positions in need. Absolutely. And I, my final grade was a B plus, just because, like I said, it's just granted it was pick five and seven, but those were A pluses for but me. You know, Giants yeah. fans are used to mm-hmm. God knows mm-hmm. what. Daniel Jones pick six, Saquon mm-hmm. pick two. So I'm, mm-hmm. I'm happy for them mm-hmm. um, getting the players that sounded like they wanted at those two spots. Yeah. yeah. After day one, I li- probably would have given this an A. Jets, you know, A plus. A plus plus for picks. me. But after, yeah, you're right. A plus after day one because you got two, could be two, two of the best players, the best players in the entire draft, you know. Yeah. Um, but but again, it, it ups and downs. I ended up with a B. Same thing. Like it was good. Again, the, it if those two hit, if Neil and Thibodeau hit, nothing else matters. Everything else is fine because if you get two studs out of a draft, that that'll be an A. You know, five years from now when we go to check back, you can't complain. So, but I gave it, I gave it a B. Um, Dave Brugler had this at 12th rated class. That seems fair. You know, I, I'd agree yeah. again, they got a lot of round four, five, six picks. Um, I'm not obviously up to date with those guys as much as, as real scouts. So, uh, you probably yeah. had some value there, but all right, let's go to, I mean, it, it's safe to say kind of the reason <laughs> we wanted to do this podcast. It's making we need me to sick. Get, we need to get their thoughts out here. We got the new England Patriots draft class. Rank 30th so by Dave Brugler. Change the format up a little bit here and kind of just go like player to player down the line because like I got to take on every single pick for the most part. Yeah, yeah, we can do that. Let's. You're right. And how it makes it. no sense. Like let's just, let's let's address right, we'll go, player to player. Let's do it. All right. So first pick. Um, they had originally had pick 21 overall. They traded back. Uh, I I didn't see what they added. Um, but you have Cole Strange, the guard center out of Chattanooga, pick 29. Yeah. Clip went viral just to give some context. Clip went viral of the Los Angeles Rams hearing the pick live, laughing their ass off, and being yeah. like, "We thought he was going to be there at 104." So, yeah. nope, looks like we wasted our time scouting that guy. So that just lets you know. And the thing Go is, you, tr- you, you, you they, okay, we're talking about value and roster construction and build this and build that and and build we trust. You could do. So you trade away Shaq Mason, who's 28 years old, going on 29, who is a top 10 guard in the league, and he's going to cost you 7 and $8 million next year. So now you draft Cole Strange, who is soon to be 24 years old, and he's going to be making about, say, $2.5 million a year. So you're saving about $5 million the next two seasons by letting go of Shaq Mason for a fifth-round pick. So just by that, at worst, they did they even get better after day Not one from so so like why even why, why even bother trading Sha- like I just don't understand. I think Bill is getting dementia. I mean, I'm not going to disagree with you because, I mean, we can go – we just slandered the second-round pick of the Giants, you know, yeah. five minutes ago. This second-round pick, one of them that they – or the, their second-round pick, Ty- Tyquan Thornton out of Baylor, dude is just a track star. That's all, He's a John Ross. He's, he runs fast. Yeah, and he's, he's known for being a track guy, not a football player. And people say – I've listened more, actually mm-hmm. – that they're like, his 4-2 speed does not show up in pads. He doesn't, he doesn't look as fast as he does on the field than he does like on like in a combine setting. So he's true John Ross in second my, round. My understanding – or my, my question is you – Where's Nelly Swag? Like the reason you brought in Nelson Aguilar for 15 million gear and we panned it at the time was because he's fast. Like that's what he is. He brings speed. And also like you have Mac Jones. You don't have a guy that slings it. 
You know, that's yeah. not what, yes, you need that level of the offense to keep him decent, but like if Mac Jones can't hit 50 yards down the field for a streaking Taekwondo Thornton, like where's the value of the pick? But my, like right. I said, my, my bigger thing is again, the player, and you already have that in theory and again with Nelson Aguilar. Yeah. So if there's some way they can get out of this Nelly deal or, or, or trade, it's which done I doubt. After this year. So no, it's done either you're paying, either Nelson Aguilar is making $14 million a year for you is mm-hmm. like your your deep that receiver and your second round pick is on the bench or your second round pick is starting mm-hmm. and Nelson mm-hmm. Aguilar's sitting 14 million is, on the, million, for is on the bench but then you just cut Mason to save 5 million but now you have 14 million on the bench doing nothing for you mm-hmm. and the Patriots offense we know they're more like the short quick packed game they like relatively to have the vertical guy just to have it. But I go, you haven't had a really a true vertical threat since Randy Moss. And I'm just going to go on a limb here and say, I don't think Tyquan Thornton's going to be in any realm nope. uh, w- with him. And they, again, the Steelers, we knew they, they were going to take Pickens. Why trade up ahead of Pittsburgh to then get a guy that they were never even going to take? They could have just sat two picks behind us and got Tyquan Thornton at that spot. He wasn't going to get taken in those two picks. Yeah, I mean, I don't think he was going to get taken and in the next. So why not picks, get but... either Sky Moore or Pickens? Sky Moore is like your true yeah. like slot Edelman type player, or George Pickens, like that true X receiver X. that can run short, medium, and deep, who would be Mac's go-to guy. So now you just got a track guy that runs deep, and Mac game isn't really built upon throwing the deep ball constantly. So like, I just don't get the fit, and don't get it. and they're no, known for busting on receivers. Yeah, I don't get it, but but again, we'll see in the rest of this class. That's yeah. the theme of it. So in the third round, we got 85th overall, Marcus Jones, cornerback out of Houston. Obviously, so you know, looked up on him after. Dane, fan of him everywhere I hear. Yeah. He's going to be a good player, but he's just small. I think he's I think five eight, eight. one seventy. Yeah, yeah, he's a small corner, and he's and he's going to be good. But like, you don't have an outside corner. Like Jalen Mills is. Oh, 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 wait, 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 wait. I forgot who came out of retirement. Uh, Ma- Ma- Malcolm Butler. He that, didn't even that was play last yeah. year. Dude didn't even fucking play, and he's your number one outside corner, corner. because this guy's too small. Five eight is not going to be dealing with Jamar Chase. He can't even yeah. deal with fucking Devontae Parker in practice. So and in fact, I don't get that. And after letting Justin Jackson walk. Yeah, and again, the Patriots they got Jonathan Jones, undrafted free agent. He's a slot guy. He's like 5'10", like a buck 80. He's mm-hmm. your slot corner. He runs like a 4'3", like super fast track guy. But yeah. now you draft Marcus Jones, who's that same mold. So I go, is Jonathan Jones going to play or Marcus Jones is going to be on the bench or is he going to be like a hybrid player? Yeah, I mean, maybe they Bill, try to do both. Bill figures out, but I go, there's a chance. Is this guy really going to start on day one? Because you need an and outside that's... corner. So, so it's like – where does Jones fit in? I understand he's versatile, but you got that already. And Jonathan Jones are the same player. And that, but that's the thing. And this was their best pick too. So that, that yeah. sets the tone, you know, on to their next pick this. So we have Jack Jones, cornerback out of Arizona state, one twelve overall, 25 years old, 25 off the field character issues. Couldn't stick around old, small, small. has an injury, but huge, huge character concerns. Um, I think he was like, 270 something on um yeah. Dave Brugler's big board. Like this is just I didn't get this pick either. Again, you you have this major red flag character issues. The dude only played like one or two old. years in college and he's old and he's that, you know, he's he's good, but it's not a physical freak. It's nothing. And you take him at 120. Yeah. So yeah. Like, when you could have got him so many rounds later. Yeah. So, so yeah. that no, I don't have as much to say about it, but the guy's 25 yeah. character concerns and it just, it like, just I, didn't and, and he's a fringe outside guy because yeah. he's so small. So yeah, that so I don't I don't get it. Yeah, I don't get it. Yeah. Um now we have next Pierre Strong in the fourth round. I've heard good things. I liked him. I've seen clips what I liked. Like he doesn't look like a bad back, you know. I got I heard buzz earlier in like the draft, you know, draft season. Mm-hmm. What I, I don't get is, and we got our boy Owen screaming about how great Damian Harris is, screaming about the blue chipper they found in Ramonje last year. I get you want to be a, a physical team. You can never get enough running backs, this and that, but it just doesn't make sense to me. It, 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 I He's don't not know, a physical I, guy. He's a burner. You, He's a burst guy. Like, just, like you, yeah. you have, you got two backs already. You have a good two backs that complement. Like you hit, you hit on a third round back in Damian Harris and Ramondre was six or something. Like you hit. Why do you need to feel the need to have another draft pick on a running back when your passing game is falling apart? You know. Yeah. So that one. So 
I didn't mind the these players. Are, yeah. I, the, the, I'm just lumping these together. Pick 127, 137, 183. So you got Pierre Strong, Bailey Zappi, and Kevin Harris. You got two running backs and a quarterback, right? So two fourth-round picks and a sixth-round pick. So you have James White, like you said, Damian Harris, or Matre. Those are probably your three guys. So you basically drafted two running backs that are not going to play or start barring injury that are going to have a mm-hmm. red shirt year. So they're not even mm-hmm. most likely going to have a day one impact. And again, Owen talks about the cycling of running backs and the paths always finding guys late. But I go in the last two years, you've spent two fourth round picks and a fifth round pick on a running back. Like that seems like a relatively decent amount of draft capital just to the running back position. And again, I'm not opposed to it if you're a running team. The Ravens, they want to do it to get it. Pats, you want to do it the Cleveland Browns. I get it. It's just four running backs. Four but that's running what I'm backs. saying. Four. So and you two hit. of them are. And, and then you already ba- And then Bailey Zappi, you got Young Mac. Yes, I get you on a backup quarterback and value, but you can you find good holes. players. And Bailey's. So basically, those three picks are need, none of them are day one starters. So like this class is like well, drafted for depth. Yeah, but that Kevin Harris, the second pick, that was 183. So that's the sixth round. So yeah. let's give them that. Let's whatever. Like, yeah. th- But the problem is, so even on their sixth and seventh round, they took a guard out of LSU and a tackle out of Michigan. Pats are known for getting guys late, like Joe Dooney. Yeah, I, round I'm picks. fine with those. Oh, those, yeah. those were my va- favorite. Uh, 210 but and 245 bu- were my favorite Patriot picks. I've heard good things about those guys. That's kind of what I wish the Steelers did. Like, if I got mm-hmm. those yes. two guys, I'd be ecstatic. Exactly. They got late developmental offensive linemen guys that, You'll, that you probably say you, you lose a starter this year, next year, you probably fill those guys in, they'll do well, and you don't have to pay crazy money to the O-line. Mm-hmm. So th- th- those overall were my favorite picks. But, you know, I, j- I, I just don't get – yeah. like this this draft class doesn't seem like at best you have maybe one or two players that have an impact year one. The rest are guys sitting on the bench. So did well, you really be get? Surprised. Did you really we get better? Be it's just an off. I gave it an F. It was an awful draft. It was terrible. I, I gave it a D minus because I couldn't – like, again, I don't mind Pierre Strong. I don't mind some of these guys. Cole Strange will be a good player. I don't I, I don't think that's the issue, the fact that, oh, this guard, you're going to get a bar bust. I don't think that. You know, it's just yeah. why – you know, it's positional value and it's your team build. It doesn't make sense to have four running yeah. backs. It doesn't make sense to spend this fourth round picking a, on a, court, a backup quarterback, you know. So I Amen. give it a D minus. And I'm going to kind of plug in. Devin and I are going to do a little deep dive analysis, a little podcast series. We're going to look at the Patriots, Steelers, Giants, Jags. We're either going to go three or five years back and kind of analyze all the draft classes and moves made. And just like another thing, just to give give a little insight. And, and you're, paying, you're paying two tight ends, $15 million a year that are average. And then the year prior, you spent a third and a fourth round pick on tight ends. So it's like Bill is just burning capital. Yeah. But burning we'll, we'll, it. We'll, we'll save that. We'll save that for the next pod, but I agree. And, and, but that is the, honestly, that is what the, my memory of the draft is. This draft yeah. turned in the Cole Sprouse pick. And that's, and that's what he is. Cole, Cole Strange, Sprouse. Shout out Cole Sprouse. Um, Cole Sprouse pick. I was just like, Whoa, just like everybody else yeah. thinking, all right, we were already thinking Bill lost it. Now he follows. He that has up dementia. Two. He follow, He follows that up with day two of a shit like of this speed that can't work. This quarterback that's okay, undersized, whatever. But the end of the draft, I'm sitting here thinking, I'm like, he's done. Like he's done. We'll get he's to he's it. A great but- coach. Give 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 your your drafting and roster on to a guy like Kevin Colbert yes. that knows how to do it. Right. Do something because this he. The problem is he can coach him up, but if there's nobody to coach, there's nothing to coach. There's yeah, no way like, if you if you can't replenish with with quality players, you're overpaying in free agency. You're running into cap issues like you saw this year. It's just I not agree. gonna work. So you know, overall we we agree this is a terrible draft. Um, we'll see it again where where it shakes out in our bottom rankings. It'll be so okay, we'll, but we'll see. Yeah. So moving on, I got the best three drafts. Um, I'm gonna just put mine in order real quick, Dave, and I'll, I'll give a little about each one. Yeah, just a little um, spiel. If, yeah, because uh, we we have some overlap here, so obviously we're, yeah. we don't we don't really repeat everything. But so for me, number one, Baltimore Ravens, fucking killed it, fucking killed it. Uh, my favorite was honestly it was Travis Jones. It was Travis Jones, seventy six overall in the third round. Dude should have been first round. Like you got a quality player in a position in need. I mean, again, but they had four first round picks, four first round quality players in this draft. Kyle Hamilton, the safety, Talvin Devon, the center, um, David Ojolare. The injured Ajabo. Ajabo, yeah. sorry. I'm thinking of Giants guy. Um, and Travis Jones, Connecticut. You got four first round picks in a draft. That's great. 
And now you turn six, six, and now they went in and had six fourth round picks. You know, they had Daniel Falahi, good, good size tackle. Um, 400 pounds. Cornerback out of Alabama um, and back-to-back tight ends with Charlie Kohler and Isaiah Likely. Again, this is the example of what an organization looks like when they have a plan in place. They go, we want to be a defense. We want to run the ball. What are we going to do? We're going to get best tight ends. We're going to get a better line. We're going to get physical running backs. We're going to get defense. We know our identity, and we're going to do everything we can to get there, and we're going to go into it. I gave this great, great um, an A plus because they just killed it. They they got so many quality players that restocked that if they if they make a run this year, wouldn't be shocked. And this is how you keep. This is another thing. This is how you keep a good organization going. You build in the draft. There's no way around it. Cheap talent influx over and over. Let them walk. Comp picks. Do the whole thing over again. That's why they yeah. were my number one. I have the Ravens three. I think the the blow job on the Ravens draft class is just a little little too deep now. Maybe mm-hmm. like take your mouth out a couple inches and that'd be great. Okay, so you, so you're a little worried. No, right? I, I think they I think they had Can't I think they had a good draft, but it's just I think the media typically always like I heard this a few years ago. Ravens draft classes and you know mm-hmm. it didn't end up turning out well. And I think they got good players at not you know the best position he needs. I'm a big Kyle Hamilton fan, so that was that was my favorite pick. Um, you know, but like Linderbaum and Travis Jones and all that, like, I don't think those are true. You know, I think they will be maybe solid NFL players, but not, you know, anything, anything to stand out. And I do agree. They're a true, true best player available model for the most Mm -hmm. part. Um, and the way I look at the Ravens while the NFL is zigging, the Ravens are zagging. So what are they going to run about? one wide receiver, three tight ends, and like six O linemen. Their their offense is gonna be something they have no receivers. Yeah. And they no, have like they three tight ends. So I'm kinda interested to see how they put that all together and how that kind of molds with the NFL going smaller on defense while they're basically going like bigger go. and heavier. Um I guess I think one cool tidbit to note is at pick one thirty they drafted that punter that wasn't the best player like known. Yeah, that's and I guess guy. I guess they were gonna end up taking Calvin Austin at one thirty nine. The Steelers ended up taking him at one thirty eight. So I think that's kinda cool and I wonder why they didn't do the reverse and get Austin at one thirty and then the punter at one thirty nine. Would have for sure been there. So maybe that was just like a little error on them. But overall, or, you know, or it could have worked. Yeah, we don't Ravens. know. We don't know how it works out because Austin might be a bum or yeah. or they couldn't have used him properly. That's another thing. If you're going to a, a, a not a pass happy offense, a run heavy and you're trying to get even more run heavy. It's not like they have a zillion. They have 50 targets a game to spread around this dude. He might have been third or fourth on the pecking order. So what's the value of that? You know, in. Um... Yeah, so I think over, uh, the Ravens added good players. They're going to be good, mm-hmm. and I think there may be a team that you want to bet going on in the future. You maybe get good yeah. value with them. And I'll, let me just impression. transition to my number one after you twenty years. I just went to yep. the Jets. Mm-hmm. Just some takes. I think I got you them know, at number three. I'm they're loading up on offense and defense. Zach Wilson has all the pieces needed to succeed, so it's going to be up to him as well as the coaching staff. Like this is where we're going to find out you, we got you good players across the board. Let's see how well you could develop these guys. Um, the only thing I, a question I want to throw out to our listeners mm-hmm. is everyone's kind of, Oh, Brees Hall. It was a great pick, great pick, great value. You got RB one at pick 35. So they traded pick 38 and 146 for Brees Hall. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then the Steelers get slayed for taking Najee at pick 24 which is only uh, 11 picks before Brees Hall was taken. And Najee was the much better college player and more successful player. So I go, taking a running back high second round, that's a great pick at getting RB1, but taking a running back at late first round is a bad pick. I, I don't get that. Well, I mean, there is a difference between a first and a second round pick. There's contracts. There's every, there's everything associated with you are a first round pick. You are a day mm-hmm. one pick. Like, you have all the emphasis you have months built up with anticipation you end up with a running back you know like that is why i agree with what you're saying like but i also don't think Najee should be paying like the pick for like the Najee pick was a good pick just like i yeah, think i do think this bryce hall pick will be well, a good exactly pick. you know i just think at the end of the day people just running back for some bad pick most likely if it's like top five top ten yes but that pick 24, if you look at the board with the Steelers, like overall that it was a good pick. And now you have receivers to go along with it. I just think that 
I think it's just laziness on the media well, no, saying I, that like a late first round pick on a running back is a bad pick. Yeah, but you're like, also that's because you're a Steelers fan, Dave. 100. percent Like you're a, you're trying to bat down the Ravens draft. You're doing this like I, this I is your Steelers analysis, fan to come it, But it's okay. Yeah. It's okay, Dave. But There's it, nothing the wrong. The pick makes sense if you. It does. If you look I back. agree. It does make sense. So but I don't. I think, just. I don't think you. But what's that line world, between? Okay, pick 28 a bad first round pick. So is it just or first pick 34? Well, you know what I'm saying? It's this, six picks. No, but it's you also have picks. to remember, Dave, you have to remember this was their fourth pick. So even if people no, didn't like that, that pick, that's yeah. not what he- – Kenny Pickett is going to headline your draft class. Like George yeah. Pickens could be an all-pro. Yeah. This ju- draft class would that's be a point. For, for Kenny Pickens. So that's why when people are already blowing them about Wilson and Sauce and Jermaine Johnson training back up, which I love, like even if they butcher this pick – it doesn't matter because they're they still do it elsewhere. So I think that's why, like, it's just the focus wasn't on this particular pick. To your point, like the Najee one was. I think they're both yeah. okay, you know, and I don't hate them both. But there's a reason why the reaction is two different things. This one, this guy gets lost. Yours was everything. It's all about the sauce, baby. It's all about the sauce. So he was your. The, just that was my one. two, and then I'll just, I'll just, I could rip off the Eagles yeah. pretty quick. I had the Eagles as my three. I kind of believe in their development. They got an elite playmaker for a young quarterback that's still developing. And then they kind of uh, addressed the the uh, the trenches, the offensive and defensive line with some really good players going forward and Cam Jurgens and Jordan Davis is just, you know, I don't think he, he's never going to be a stud pick, but I think he just, the way he eats up well. space and his athleticism, I think overall Billy the Eagles just got – they just got four starters. Like when you know you leave a draft, I got four more starters. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. I, I think in impact players, they did a they did a good job with the draft. I mean, I so I have them as my honorable mention. You know, number four. Um, that that doesn't include. I don't know if you included the AJ Brown trade. Like, yeah, trade, I did. Yeah, AJ so like Brown, you got yep. you got all that. Nicobe Dean in the third, third totally exactly. worth the risk. Yeah, that's Who's why I thought they did starter. great. I think they're making up that again. That's why I. I like them. I like I like what they have there. Um, so real quick, going back up, my number two would be Kansas City. Um, I just love what they did on the first five picks, where you have McDuffie, Karloftis, Sky Moore, Brian Cook, Lucian. All that's five starters. That's even if they're not five starters, that's five impact players. You know, I think I think they they, they hit it out of the park. That's what you want to see. You want to see, okay, we can either have one Tyreek Hill who's amazing. Or we can just have a flood of young, good talent on cheap deals so we can build as an organization. I know I, I overreacted with the Tyreek Hill trade. It is what it is. Um, I was like, well, how could you do it? This is how. But the problem, but the thing is, you need to nail it. Just like yeah. bad organizations, you can get all the draft picks you want. If you don't know how to draft, it doesn't matter. If you nail the picks, that's when something like a Tyreek Hill trade, you can look back in five years and the Chiefs could actually win that trade. You know, that's how it happens. Because none of these. I don't think any of these guys are just super duper bust. So, like I said, I think they did great, and they got they got guards at the very end. Um, they yeah, got a Darian guard from Kentucky, one hundred forty five overall. Dane had them with a second round grade and fifty two overall. Like you get an again steals belt. late on interior offensive linemen. Like they, they just, got that figured out somehow. Trey Smith last year as well. As long as you have Mahomes, Reed, Veach, unless as uh, long as you have that core, we're going to remember this decade. It, it, yeah. We're going to remember the, this this pant this period because you you need to compound, obviously playmakers, but with good drafting and good scheme. That's what they have. So that's why I and gave them I gave them an A and have them as my number. I'll just two. pick. I, I I like the Chiefs drafts. I just think they they got like singles and doubles. I think they hit mm-hmm. on solid players, but like I don't foresee you know those day one or day two picks. I think they're just building like a solid, coachable, yeah, smart defense that's just gonna like keep you in games. But they don't have like elite talent, which is fine. When you but have Mahomes, if you just if, if if you're Mahomes and I mean you can TJ Y went thirty, no big deal. Um, Where's your? But I, I think I think I think. I think overall, like they, they just got solid players to add on on defense, and I think that their defense is going to make a nice jump this year. And they got smart players as well. That's what these guys were known for. I, well, that's what I'm saying. I'm I like what they did. I I agree. They don't have upside. There's not this huge like Kevin Thibodeau. He could be a dominant you know edge rush. I don't yeah. think George Koloff this is or anything like that. But they're just raising their floor. And that's what yeah. you need to do because that's how you turn. Okay, we have a top five offense. Well, how many years do we see the Chiefs? If you have the 32nd ranked defense, you're not winning. But all right. you need is to get a bunch of Bs because four of those five picks I just rattled off were all on defense. Now, if your defense is 20th or 18th and it can produce some turnovers, that's how you win. That's how you win ships. 
because um, again, they're never going to be a defense first team. So, so yeah, that was, so yeah, just recap. And I, Raven, and we'll Chiefs, just, Jets. We'll go to just the bottom three. I'll just kind of run through these quickly. Um, my my worst draft class was the Patriots. We we've already gone into that in detail, so I'm not really going to add much. Just reaches all over the board. Yep. Um, the Saints just giving up crazy draft capital to get players that are maybe not even mm-hmm. day one ready and Chris yeah. Olave, not even like a top one or two receiver in the class. So they don't even have a, a quarterback that they can maybe address next year. So they must they were- think Jameis is their guy. Mm-hmm. And then I'll go 30th with the Cardinals, just trading a first round pick for Hollywood Brown, who you have to pay, who's not even a number one wide receiver. I mean, Christian Kirk, uh, you replaced I really Christian don't Kirk. understand that. And then you draft the second round tight end and Trey McBride. I mean, When's the last time two tight end sets really work? I mean, none of those guys are like Gronk and Hernandez. So I, I don't think those two tight end sets are really known to work that well in the NFL. So why go McBride in round two to pair with Ertz? It seems kind of like overlap there. Yeah. Um, and just wish they went more O-line, the, the Cardinals. Yep. And yep. That, that was kind of my takeaway. Yeah. I mean, I have the Patriots, like we said earlier, for the you know worst draft classes, you know, all the reasons we talked about earlier. Um, Cardinals, I had them at 31 because, like you said, between that trade, you know, trading trade a first for, for Marquise Brown, and then you got to pay him. Trey McBride, when you just signed to Ertz and you already have capital, I thought you would have needed some type of O-line help. You They, they only spent the sixth and the seventh on it. Like they spent the next two picks are on edge rushers that they kind of reached on. They they, they both are. Yeah, I could see a case for um, the edge rush, but, the, you know, not not proven starters. Um, and I'm just I'm totally stealing this from the Ringer NFL pod uh, with Danny Heifes. The Cardinals remind me of Jason Bateman in Ozark in the beginning. First episode when they're like when the guy's ready to shoot him and he's, he goes, wait, wait, wait. I'm going to go. And he just grabs a pamphlet and goes here. I'm going to the Ozarks. I'll, I'll do it here. Like it, this is what their team build feels like on the fly. Similar to the yeah. Jacks. Like, Oh, we have a need. Boom. Let's go get it. Oh, Deandre. Yeah, um, teams get DeAndre excited. Hopkins is, they is don't trust the suspension. process. Yeah. 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 So that's why uh, overall, again, I, I hate not, not the talent they had, but just the team build hated it. And then I needed to round it out. Those two Cardinals and Patriots were you know kind of in their own tier for me. Um, and then I had the Dolphins here rounding out, but that's just because they had four picks, you know, after the Tyree kill trade, they didn't, their first pick was in the third round. They took a Channing Tindall from um, what's his face from Georgia. Georgia, who could be good, but again, it's the third round. And then they took a fourth round guy, Eric Uzukuma, uh, Texas Tech wide receiver. So, uh, but and and I was listening and I heard like a Devonte Parker comp, which is not bad, you know, big toolsy athlete guy. But again, don't don't hate it, don't love it. I just give it like a C because it's incomplete. There's not enough. Yeah. Um, and then my quick honorable mentions for worst. So Packers. I don't. I'm not a big Christian Watson guy. Don't don't love it. I, I don't think their offense is ready to go. Um, you first two picks are on defense. You took the first overall linebacker, and that was that that was the third linebacker on Georgia's team. Whatever. Um, so I'm just okay with it. In a weaker NFC, I think you could have done more. Chicago Bears, similar to the Cardinals. Don't mind the players. I like Jaquan Brisker, the safety they got, um, and I think they got another. I forget who they got. For the that corner, corner, corner from Andrew Booth Jr. from Clemson. Andrew Booth, that's it. Yeah, I, I don't mind the players, but it's just you need. Oh no, just, he went to the Vikings. They oh, went the someone else. I forget. My bad. yeah, yeah, but but they they so their first two picks were second round picks or first two players were defense. Um, and I just Justin Fields has no wide receivers. He like he has least he has less help than um. That Trevor guy's Lawrence. fucked. He's fucked. Yeah, so I mean, I get it. It's not Excuse their quarterback. It's not their yeah. quarterback. You know, it's a different different regime, but still, like, you hate to see it because they spent a third-round pick. Well, see, I, I hate I, that I, comment. Especially. This wasn't your guy that you picked. It's not your quarterback. And the dude's fucking crazy talented. So what? You didn't – this wasn't the guy that you spent your first-round pick on. This dude's going to be good. Get him players. Don't be like, oh, I well, what if you wait to do it? Well, huh? that's what the Bills did. The, the Bills waited first. They waited it. You know, Josh Allen was there, and then they built the pieces around him after shoring up defense, after getting their cap in line. You know, again, we can't always go to the Bills because they're going to be the best example, but there is ways to do this where you're not totally punting on fields. But, but you're the Bills you know, still, you still, I mean, like, Fields has, like, nobody. Like, he has, no they have the worst offensive line and offensive weapons probably in the NFL. Like, I don't care what GM you are. Like, you, you need to do a little you better than to. that. Free agency, go find, find – there's value somewhere to find skill players. There's go, I Like I said, Juju, $3 million a year. Give him a better receiver. 
right. Trade and for Amari Cooper, whatever. My last one, and this is literally just one question, uh, not the overall draft class. San Francisco 49ers. Yet again, they drafted a third round running back. You just Second traded? round, I think. No, it was third. It was third. 160, um, 93 overall. Pick 193 overall. The um, fifth running back off the board. Dane Brewer had him at oh, 168. Yeah. Adam six yeah. one sixty eight overall in the eleventh running back. It's the uh, Bills shit. Don't let Kyle draft players. Get someone else to do it. It's, Kyle just, must be doing something. I don't. You traded for Trey Sermon last year, bust in the third round. You hit gold with Elijah Mitchell, and all yeah. of a sudden you turn around and you got to get another one in the third. And kind of like again, a running back that I didn't, I wasn't really familiar with. Kind of a reach. Like it was just, it, it's odd. But again, they they have good coaches. Personnel is a little different thing. But that was the last one I had for honorable mention as far as uh, this was um, this was fine. I, 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 everyone knows, you know, I'm a big draft guy over the course of the season. I do a lot of listening and research and it was fun kind of just to be able to go through our friends and, and my team and, and give a nice, you know, mm-hmm. view of, of all the yeah, picks and kind of get, get getting to, you know, our, our opinions down in, in podcast form. And we'll see we'll see where where, where they go. Yeah, yeah. As you alerted to earlier in the pod, I mean, we're gonna we're gonna have a pod coming out. We don't know when yet. Um, yeah. Going back the draft classes of, of our, again our main four teams here, so be on the lookout for that. Dive. But yeah. overall, Dave, I'd say it was a good. You know, sorry, Kenny Playmaker. Overall, I thought that was a good first. Kenny pod. Playmaker, pick it, baby. Yeah. More to come. So, all right. Thanks. All right. Nice, nice talking with you guys. Peace.